We say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Morning Coffee. Y'all truly the motivator, Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7. The station with heart on iHeart. And today, beloved, is Work It Out Wednesday. That's right, today is Work It Out Wednesday. No more getting over the hump. It's about working it out. That's right. And today, I have a special guest with me today. This gentleman, you know I talk about him all the time. Matter of fact, I even uh, mentioned him in my book, The Facts of Life, Faith, Action, Change, Truth, and Service. This gentleman is the man that helped me get through some things. I watched his video when I was down and out. I'm telling you, his video lift me up when I needed it the most. All right, he is the man that tell you it's not about the knockdown, it's about to get up. He is an award-winning motivational speaker, world-renowned. He does his thing. I mean, he really started things out. I mean, from hard times to graciousness. This gentleman here, Ian Smith, is one of the best at the best of doing what he does as a motivational speaker. All right, so without further ado, I'm gonna introduce to you the one, the only. Ian, Huffley. Ian, how you doing, brother? Yo, what's good, my man? What's good? Hey, I- I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I, I have no complaint, my man. And I want to thank you first and foremost for for reaching out and blessing me to to be up to be on to be a part of your show, man. Yes, oh, indeed, Ian. I'm, I'm telling you, know, man, you you got me through some rough times, man when um, I was really uh, just at my at my down of down, you know what I'm saying? When my mom was like, she was giving six months to live. My wife had just been diagnosed with breast cancer. I went through bankruptcy. It was like crazy. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. I, and I came across your video on YouTube. And when you hit with the, yo, it's not about the knockdown, it's about to get up. And you was talking about how Muhammad Ali, and he got knocked down and he got back up. And, and won that won that uh that bout, I was like, yo, that's what it's all about. <laughs> that's what it's all. I mean, it was so encouraging to me. Now, Ian, I want you to tell my soul motivators. That's my tribe here on the morning coffee. Tell them who exactly Ian Humphrey is and how you got started. Cause you have a very interesting background, brother. I mean, you know, saying you were you were you were born prematurely and everything like that. You came with some rough beginnings. And you really triumph through that. Now, I really want my tribe to, to, to really hear your story because it's a, a, a remarkable, impelling story. Tell, tell my soul motivates who is Ian Humphrey. Oh, you know, I'll give you, I'll give the, the quick, condensed version. But, you know, I want to add something first. You know, the reason why I post those videos, the one that the one that you saw is, is very simple, man. I, I believe. You know, one, we all go through, like my grandma used to say, sometimes in life, you're gonna have to go through some things, baby. Yeah, yeah, oh grandma yeah. Said, you're gonna have to go through some things. She didn't say you're gonna go through some things. She right. said you're gonna go through some things. Right. Because when she said you're gonna go through some things, 
that meant life was gonna hit you upside the head out of nowhere. You find a way to to figure it out. But I believe, you know, I've been blessed to make some things. And I believe that once we make it through some things, it's, it's, it's our responsibility, Jazz. It's our responsibility to reach back. Right. The lessons that we've learned, it's our responsibility to reach back, grab hold of people that are looking for looking for help, that are that are in the middle going through some things themselves. It's our responsibility to reach back and, and pull them forward. I, I use the term, it's not about the knockdown, it's about the get up because like I, like I just mentioned a minute ago, I believe at some point we all get hit up, get upside the head we, by, by, by life. And, and life throws only a few types of punches. It throws low blows, haymakers, and it'll hit you from the blind side. There, there is no fair fight when life hits you upside the head. And, and it always seems to pop you when, when you're, maybe when you when you least expect it. But the key, you know, there's a few keys is to know that you know, tough times, as I said, tough times don't last, tough people do. You know, tough times are temporary. You know, if you can at least continue to fight and grab hold of people that have made it through some of the things that you've gone through, then you stand a better chance because we don't have to walk this walk alone. <laughs> you heard me? I'm going to say it again. We don't have to walk this walk alone. And when we turn on our news every day and we see people that are in the middle of these personal battles, and they're completing suicide or they're harming other people. Uh, oftentimes, those individuals they believe that they're in the, they're in this fight all alone. And it's important that 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 your listeners that they know, hey, jump on somebody's shoulders, jump in somebody's arms, allow them to carry you when when you can no longer when when you can no longer uh, walk yourselves. But quick story, uh, I guess, about me is I'm originally from South Central LA. You mentioned a minute ago I was born two months premature. My mom was seven months pregnant. She was attacked by a neighbor. And so I came into this world fighting for my life. So for me, it was like I, I came into this world already experiencing trauma and and already almost knocked down. You know, at, at least at least I got popped upside the head. I took a good lick from life. And when my mom got out of the hospital, you know, she, she received third degree, burn, third, third degree burns over 25% of her body. So when we, when we were allowed to leave the hospital, you can imagine she's in love. So she was on uh, his pain medication. So I bounced around a lot. And some, some of your listeners that know that I've experienced trauma, oftentimes one thing that we have in common is instability. Our life is, you know, it's all over the place. So I bounced yeah. around a lot. I stayed with my mom, my grandma, family members, friends, neighbors, anybody who could watch me. I did that for the first three years of my life. When I was three years old, I'm back in my mom's house. And you know, three-year-olds, we get they get in everything. If you've ever had a little, a little kid, if you ever watch one, oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they, they always trying to get into stuff. <laughs> so when I was three, I was back in my mom's house. I got into her purse. I found the pain medication that she was on. This was a long time ago. Maybe. Uh, they might be too young to, to, to know this, but there was a time when medication, you could just open the bottle like Tic Tacs. It didn't have the, right. well, now you gotta know, you gotta have a Kung Fu grip, you know, to open up yeah, the bottle, yeah. you know what I mean? But well, I guess the boomers on here, so they, they understand it. Yeah, so, so, you know, in 70, this would have been in 75 when I was three, right. I opened it up and I swallowed everything in it and I ended up in a coma. Wow. And wow. Uh, as a result of that coma, 
when a child custody came in, they took me away from my mom, and boom, next thing I know, I'm in the foster care system. Now, I've learned this recently. Well, not recently, but over the years, I know that there are some great foster parents out there. But there was a time when somebody told me they were they were a foster parent. The hair on the back of my neck would would raise up, and and it was like PTSD because for whatever reason, my foster mom. Uh, she was not so nice. She's locked me inside of a closet uh, with no light. I was mentally, I was physically, and, and I was sexually abused under her care. Mm. I stayed in the foster home until I was nine years old, and that went to live with my grandmother. So I give these examples. These are all examples of in my book of times when 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 life hit me upside the head. I didn't go down, but 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 my knees was weak. If you ever see right. a body. Right. You could tell when the fighter's ready to go down. And right. at such a young age, experiencing all this, all this trauma, uh, I, my knees were weak. But my grandmother, I talk about my grandmother. My grandma was my first hero. Now, now check this right. out. A lot of kids, most kids are superheroes. They they wear super suits. They got superpowers. But my grandma, she was my first hero. So I like to tell people, my my first superhero. She didn't she didn't wear a super suit. She 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 only wore dresses, pantyhose, and she wore them block, you know, those heels that had the block heel on. Right. And her superpower was was the good book. She carried a Bible. Right. <laughs> so that was right. that was her superpower. And yeah, ain't nothing like Big Mama. Big Mama knew how to no, no, bring it. Right. <laughs> Big Mama come through and she cleared traffic. That's right. <laughs> but my grandma fought the state of California and she gained full custody of me and I went to live with her. And that was a that was a bright time in my life because hey I knew Grandmama loved me, right. my knew my life was about to change. I went to her house. I went to live with her in South Central LA, and you know life was good. Grand, Big Mama didn't have a lot of money, but you know they, she spoiled me the best she could. You know your listeners they know we got some Big Mamas, we got some Grandmas, we got some Mamas probably listening right now. Right. Well, they grandbabies, but yes, I went to live with her and. It gave me something to look forward to, just life in general. Next thing I had to look forward to was my mom was fighting the state trying to get me back, and I knew that. So that's really what I had to look forward to. You know, my plan was to buy my mom a house with a fireplace and, and a nice car, but unfortunately none of that ever happened. Because right. when I was 12, you know, I said I, I took some blows upside the head, but the knockdown blow for me, the one that knocked me flat on my back was when I was 12 years old. My mom passed away unexpected to me, mm. and, and that news really, uh, really shocked my world. You know, at 12 years old, uh, that's a very, uh, that's a very delicate time for a young man or a young yeah. young woman to lose their parents. It's traumatizing. Yeah. I was confused. I was hurt, and like a lot of a lot of young people, man, I start acting out. Started hanging out with the wrong people, breaking in houses, stealing cars. I was cutting up and acting a fool when I continued that life until I was 19. And that's when I got sentenced. I was sentenced to 15 years in prison for armed robbery and assault with a deadly weapon. And right. the blessing, the blessing, I'll tell you this, no kid should ever have to meet mentor in prison. Right. Now, I'm going to say this, no matter where you meet them, you listen to them and you hold on tight. But I'm saying no young person, no man, no woman should ever have to meet 
a mentor in prison. This should happen, you know, from the time they start walking. They should start hearing, hearing the uplifting words and they should hear people speaking positivity into the life. Uh, but like I said, I met my district in prison that seemed to take a liking to me. He knew where I was from. He knew I had some hurdles. I had experienced a rough life. And he, you know, he, he just, bottom line is, he, you know, he looked, he looked at me one day and he said, Mr. Humphrey, he says, man, I believe in you. And that's part of what led to me starting to change my life. Because I said, if this man believes in me, I'm not going to let him down. Right. Yeah. And, you know, over time, his words became my words, and I started believing myself. I start, I changed who I started hanging out with. I started taking some classes inside the prison. And after almost five years, I was up for parole or early release. And, uh, I, man, I, I was surprised, but I had done a lot of work, put in a lot of work, and they approved my... They approved my they approved my parole, man, and that was I walked out from behind those those barbed wire fences in 1997, and right. even even though the recidivism rate is 70 percent at the time, seven out of ten inmates went back. I've not been back. I, I only to visit other people and to run programs and to mentor people and try to be some someone else's Mr. Lyles. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you. It's not about beating the odds. It's not about proving people wrong. It's, it's, it's all about believing in yourself and, and proving yourself right. Right. And that's one of the questions I wanted to tell you. Because I know today you, you use the, the lessons that you, you learned during your darkest moments of your life, right, to, to help transform other lives. What are some of the methods that you, you use that they actually to help those people that's gone going through what you're going through well you know crazy thing is well it's not even crazy but you know i, I wrote a list of what i call my success principles and very you know for me it was i had to stop making excuses i had to learn to take some chances that that weren't criminally motivated i had to uh, learn to talk to myself and positivity into my life because for so long I had listened to negative people and to believe it because I believe if, if you if you if you tell yourself something enough times or if you allow somebody to tell you something enough times eventually you start to believe it and once you start to believe it then you set out to prove it as a young man I was told I would go to prison just like my father oh over and over and over again like I said unless we develop a type of pattern interrupt or a block and we begin to speak positivity in our own lives or surround ourselves with individuals individuals that can do that uh, we're going to struggle so uh, that's why it's important to to talk to uh, to talk to ourselves and and we have to uh, refuse to quit you know or refuse to give up you know so when i say when i talk about not making excuses you know for for a long time i blamed everybody else when i went to prison man right I collapsed on the floor and I, after after I got my, after I stopped crying and feeling sorry for myself, first thing I did, I said, this is somebody else's fault. It's not even my fault. So I started blaming everybody else. I said, hey, my foster mom hadn't abused me. If, if my mom hadn't passed away, if my dad had been there for me, I wouldn't be in prison right now. But we know that that's not, that's not true. It wasn't until I looked myself in the mirror and said, hey, 
you know, you committed a crime. Right. You did. You did that. That's your fault. Right. So you stop blaming everybody. Take accountability. Take accountability for where you are and the things that you can control. And that was one of the most important things that I would, that I ever did was to say, hey, I, I have some. I have control over, like I said, of whether or not I rise from the canvas because it was Muhammad Ali. You know, he said the canvas ain't no place for a champion. Right, exactly. You know, I had to tell myself, hey, I'm a champion and, and it's time to rise. Yeah. So look a few tips or a few strategies that, that I use uh, every day when I'm struggling. I'm, I'm going to give you three plus a bonus. The first one is you got to learn to live a life with no regrets. Something I always tell people is regrets are the ghosts of the dreams that we let die. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I'm gonna say it again, regrets are the ghosts of the dreams that, that we let die. So we have to live a life with, with no regrets. The second is sometimes you don't understand the journey uh, until you reach the destination. For so long, I didn't understand the why behind some of the things that I went through. Right. Until I figured out that Hey, I'm supposed to be reaching back and pulling someone else forward. I didn't understand the journey until I reached the destination. So, so what I'm saying, motivators, is you got to keep on pushing. You got to stay the course. Right. Third, when it comes to adversity, um, it's something that you, we're all going to face. Everyone that's listening to me right now, you you, you either been through it, uh, you're going through it, or you're headed towards it. So my point is, learn to expect it, learn to embrace it and be willing to fight it and, and, and overcome it uh, so, that, so that you're prepared. And then the bonus one, I would say, oftentimes when people hear my story, because I'm pretty honest, I talk about being locked inside the closet, sexually abused, I, 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 but I also talk about the success that I've experienced in my life. So oftentimes people will say, man, man, you've, you've had a sad life, but here's my message to your audience is, is as I've, as I've, I live a very blessed life, and I'm gonna tell you what would, what would be sad f for you is if you don't live up to your potential. What would be sad for me is right. if I died inside a prison cell. What what would be sad is, is believing that you are who someone else says you are instead of deciding for yourself. And the last one is. What would be sad, it would be if if we don't live up to our purpose. That would, right. be, that would be the tragedy right yeah. there. When I tell people my story, it's not sad because I am blessed. I'm living in my purpose and the same as possible for each and every one that hears this story and all your listeners. Right, right. And, and Ian, what... What is uh, one challenge that uh, you would encourage, uh, and and how did you overcome? Like, they, what what was one of that that one challenge that you encountered that that you uh, had to really overcome it? That one, you know, that 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 you besides what you took in your childhood, but now as you come uh, becoming that adult, because we all have that with trauma. Uh, brings back up but what's that one challenge that you really had to uh overcome and, and how did you overcome it you know i'm gonna tell you uh, you know i still face challenges when when you're told repeatedly as a child that you're stupid you never amount to nothing that's what my I, that's what my uh, my foster mom would tell me mm. it's hard to overcome that 
And some days, man, I'm going to tell you. So even though people see me today, I am successful by all means, by my own standards uh, and by the standards of many, I am successful. But what I like to tell people is it's a day to day fight for me to to continue to drown out. Every day I get up, man, I have to drown out Miss Alexander's voice. I have to drown out voices of individuals that told me, like I said earlier, I'm gonna be just like my father or that I'm stupid. It's a fight, man. So every day when I get out of bed, it's like I'm getting up off the, bring bring it on. I'm I'm gonna win the day, I'm gonna win the hour. (laughs) You know, so I guess my point is, even though we become, we still have these, these micro challenges or these micro battles that we have to face. The fight is far from over. As long as we continue to, you know, to get up every single day and, and, and face the day, face those challenges, there's nothing that, that there's nothing that we can cannot achieve. So, so I would say my biggest challenge oftentimes is the person that I see every day that I look in the mirror because it's a battle. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something else to you listeners when I talk about my own personal challenge is, hey, I'm, you know, I've had to receive counseling, you know, and, uh, you know, and I can remember a time when I, when the, when that stigma was attached to that. And, right. I, you know, I said, hey, I don't need no counseling, but I'm going to tell you like this, <laughs> my, you know, that was part of my continued, uh, my continued healing, I, I'll say. Right. So, so yeah, that's my challenge. My biggest challenge is my own inner voice that I got. I gotta whoop that inner voice every time I get up, man. I'm gonna tell you, every time he, every time he tell me something I can't do, I gotta, I gotta just crack him upside the head. Yeah, that that self doubt, that self doubt to do it each and every time to overcome that. And no matter how successful things may seem on the outside, but it's the inside that we really have to take heed of. And and like yourself, you're a very successful man. I mean, you're, you're a husband, father. I mean, you're a father of, what, four children? You have three girls and, 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 and a son, right? Yes, sir. You know, I have all girls. I have four girls and two <laughs> granddaughters. Uh, <laughs> I have all, you know, saying I have all, all girls. And, and, you know, raising raising girls is, is not easy. But, you know, and, and truly, you're your motivational uh, uh, speeches and, and videos, man, is is really, it's. I can say this, it's bigger than you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's bigger than you, and and I'm so appreciative that you answered your calling. You know what I'm saying? Because just to say, if you didn't, you you spoke earlier in the interview that what if you didn't, you know, say answer to that calling and just stuck to the streets and stuck to those other things. And when you went to prison and say, you know, I'm just going to be that, that, and that listen to that, that guy that, that spoke to you, that gave you words of wisdom. You was like, Hey, you in here like me, whatever, you know, if you went that route, you know what I'm saying? I can't say what would happen to other people that, that needed that message, especially when I was at my lowest and I saw your message and that message resonated with me to really say, I can do it. I got to get off of that camp, camp, canvas to say, you know, uh, I feel knocked down, but there's no place for a champion. I got to get up and do what I have to do and make it happen. So Ian, I want you to tell my soul motivators 
where they can reach you what is your next event how they can get your book how they can see your videos anything they they the floor is yours my brother let my soul motivators know how they can get in contact with you well first you know i've got i've got some events coming up in uh, idaho new orleans canada a few other you know a few other places and every now and then i'll try to condense some of those videos and post little clips of them online. So one place that they can find me is on YouTube. You can just put my name in, Ian Humphrey, motivational speaker. Uh, I would love to have them check me out on, on Facebook, motivational speaker, Ian Humphrey. I'll try to post you know, some motivational wisdom there as well. And they can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, I believe that's it. If they, if any of your listeners have any questions, they can reach out to me at Ian or Ian at BeInspired.com. Uh, I hope you, you'll put that in the, gotcha. where they can yeah. see it. You can reach out to me. Oftentimes people want to know, hey, how can I do what you're doing? Uh, and I've got a coaching call here tomorrow where I help people to be able to, to do that. So this is not easy, but everybody... It takes courage, but it, it can be done. You know, it can be done. And we all have a story that's worth that somebody else needs to hear. Yes, indeed, indeed. And and Ian, tell them the name of your book so they can get your book and where they can get it. If it's Amazon or whatever, just tell them the name of your book and how they can get it. Yes, sir. The book is called It's Not About the Knockdown. And they can find that on Amazon. I mean, they can Google. It's not about the knockdown. It's about to get up. And, and it should pop up. And they can find that video under the same name uh, on YouTube. <laughs> yes, yes. If you want to be inspired, my soul motivators, I want you to go to YouTube and I want you to check out Ian Humphrey's video. It's not about the knockdown, it's about to get up. That will change your life because it definitely changed my life. And Ian, I'm so appreciative of you being on the morning coffee today on this Work It Out Wednesday. And I'm so appreciative that you answered your calling, my brother. Because if you didn't answer your calling, I don't know if I would have seen your video or saw a video that would have inspired me to keep going. So I truly appreciate you. Definitely. Hey, well, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And this is your way of reaching back. <laughs> so <laughs> every little bit helps somebody else. And that's what it's all about, trying to leave a legacy. And part of that legacy is what can, I, what can we as a community do to bless somebody else's life? Yes, indeed, indeed. So so motivators, you know, every good thing has to come to an end. So um, as you know, at, at the end of every show, uh, we take our deep breaths and we take uh, so we can put the oxygen in our mind, our body, and our spirit to say our affirmation protection prayer so we can uh, take on the day with the grace of God. So, beloved, I want y'all to breathe in, hold it, hold it, hold it, release, extend it, extend it, extend it, breathe in, hold it, hold it, hold it, release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. One more time, beloveds. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. <laughs>
That is your protection prayer affirmation for the day, beloved. You take that wherever you go today, maybe work, school, or play. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Hey, Ian, I'm so appreciative of you, my brother. You have a blessed, blessed day. All right? And uh, you hug your wife and your kids for me, brother, and uh, tell them I'm so appreciative of you. All right? No doubt. Have a blessed, have a blessed work it out Wednesday, my brother. And uh, so motivated. Don't you touch that dial. Coming up next is Raven the Talk Show Maven. And uh, I'll see y'all tomorrow here on the Morning Coffee on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7. The station of heart on iHeart. Me and Nelson going to get on out of here, y'all. Love y'all. Peace.